0: Welcome to Work Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today is a special highlight reel episode with some of our favorite bits. We will be back next week with a regular episode of Work Life Imbalance.
1: You'll find that this, these clips exclude 10, episode 10, because Derek Goobered that one up pretty good. So I will not assault your senses. All the rest will be included. Also, I wanted to mention a special event that Frank and I are a part of. It's called All the Horror. It's being done by the WLI Podpeeps and friends. Essentially, it is 31 special episodes that will release throughout the month of October. So follow us on Twitter at AllTheHorror18, and you'll be able to follow along and catch all the episodes as they are released, many of which will feature Frank and I. So let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll let you get to the show. If you'd like to send us a question to answer on air, please send them to questions at WLICast.com. If you want to connect with us, you can go to WLICast.com, where you'll find all of our social media links, and also links to our store, Patreon, and other ways you can support the show. Speaking of support, there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth. And that means if you like the show, please share it with the people that you know. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a frenemy. The thing I wanted to talk to you about
0: is the thing that's on everyone's lips today. I'm sure that you have been unable to avoid it. It is the miracle on ice. Mira curl on ice. Oh
1: my God. We're talking about fucking curling, aren't we?
0: We are talking about curling. John Schuster (laughs) and Team Rejects (laughs) took first ever gold in Olympic curling for USA. For the US? First time beating out the top ranked team, Sweden. Oh wow. For it. It, could, it wasn't even the Canadians that were that were top dogs. Nope, we took out the Canadians. It was apparently Sweden was the team to beat. And and so here's the thing, like everybody respects curling so much. It was on at like <laughs> midnight. Uh-huh. Uh, even the Olympics respects <laughs> curling so much that first they were given the women's gold curling medals. And had to go back and be like, no, this says women's on it, and they were like, Okay, yeah. Oh, oh here they are.
1: Wow. <laughs> they didn't even didn't even have the medal set out because they cared so little.
0: Yeah. Just just kind of getting dissed left and right, this particular sport. But I do I also love curling because curling is like the one sport where Joe Average bag of donuts off the street <laughs> can be like I can aspire to be an Olympic athlete. Right.
1: <laughs> it's like Cause I've, these looked, are... I've looked at football, I've looked at basketball, baseball, hockey, all the rest of those. and Speed skating. Uh, nope. Yeah, yeah there, there's no way I can do any of that. <laughs> but in this thing, I could be Michael fucking Jordan. <laughs> Biathlon
0: where you got to <laughs> ski, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Nope. So these Olympians, like one guy works Literally at the sporting goods store. Another is the manager of the family liquor store. <laughs> Holy like, shit! Like these are just fucking dudes. And and here's the thing: so they they lost so bad in 2014 mm-hmm. that USA Curling wanted nothing to do with them. Oh wow! And it was like only years later that that the curling uh, group was like, "All right, can you guys go to the gym?" Like, once. Yeah, if you guys can at least pretend to be athletes, then we'll maybe think about supporting you guys. And, like, they went to the gym, and one guy dropped, like, 30 pounds. And, you know, so they went at it. It's just one of those things, like, this would make a wonderful
1: 1980s feel-good sports film. One part of that story that kind of perplexes me is that you, you said that the U.S. Olympic Curling Committee... (laughs) <laughs> they they wanted nothing to do with them how selective can they really afford to be like i i feel that there are not that many like <laughs> olympic medal quality athletes uh out there signing up for curling so it's kind of like i wouldn't really think that the review process is is very complex like have you seen curling before and are you willing to be on film <laughs> doing curling? Like, that's, that's really... Like I'm not trying to disparage our Olympic athletes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> are you willing to be seen curling? The topic that I want to cover is co-workers that don't understand body language or social cues or don't understand when somebody doesn't want to talk. Those are all kind of parts of the same package. So the ones that just
0: don't get it when I do my sexy dance, my come hither dance.
1: It's more about people that you don't want to be near you being near you. But in your case, I can I can see that you're you're definitely giving everybody the come hither stare and there's a dance.
0: There's a dance (laughs) that goes along with it. Uh, and so far, it's just it's not necessarily working out well. So I'm thinking well, that no one in the office is getting the body language. Well, from an outsider's not perspective,
1: you know, from an outsider's perspective, let me just say um, it looks a whole lot like a haka <laughs> instead of a mating dance. Like it looks like you're psyching yourself up to go, like, kill somebody, not that oh. you are, you know, wanting the uh, the sensual bonds of love. Oh that's
0: my that's my O face though that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh- <laughs> Oh my god oh that explains that explains so much about you Frank <laughs> my
0: love screams i don't know <laughs> i will honestly when i when i've gotten to the point and it's and it's obvious that they're just not going to take the hint i'll be like oh man i'm late for a meeting and then just get up and walk away
1: <laughs> no frank you've done that to me <laughs> no <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs>
0: hey sometimes i'm actually late for a me it's, with you Derek, no, no, I was no always it's too late, frank. late for the meeting you can't
1: walk it back there is no walking this back uh it's like every now every person from my high school me, that
0: heard my last episode knows that i love them they're the <laughs> only person from my high school that i love and similarly you're the only person i have never done that to derek at no point have i ever faked that i had a meeting
1: i can't trust that frank I will have you know that now for the re- for the rest of the week I will be I will be spiraling mentally about all the times that you said you were late for a meeting. You done fucked up, Frank. You you have you have just you have just pulled out this this beautiful thing that we had and you have dropped it on the ground. Dropped trow. And just Shat all over it. It is it <laughs> is done. You're gonna be singing
0: wham under your breath.
1: <laughs> I'm heartbroken, Frank. I don't know how I can go on.
0: Just sing careless whisper to yourself. That's all I can. <laughs> 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 you back yet? I'm never I'm I'm
1: the dead. Dead got no rhythm. <laughs> uh, That's amazing.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a coworker. That when I explain things to him, he just repeats what I said verbatim back to me. Okay, he repeats what you said back, but slower. Okay, and with a confused tone, as if he's asking me a question. Sent in by Repetitious in rural Alabama.
1: Okay, so they're repeating back what she says.
0: What she says. Slower. Slower. Confused
1: sounding. Confused. (laughs) If she actually has developed a nervous tick about this, then we have just exacerbated it tenfold. <laughs> exacerbated it tenfold? <laughs> We're, the bit's done, Frank. That's, we can't do this anymore. The bit?
0: <laughs> Question? <laughs> the bit's done when I say the bit's done.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, if you're asking them to go get you coffee, okay, go get you coffee? It's like, Yes. A mocha frappuccino and mocha no frappuccino. whipped cream.
0: No whipped cream?
1: <laughs> wow. That is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I know we were doing a bit, but I wanted to strangle you. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the your blood on my hands like that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that, that that seems like it would be pretty terrible. What I want to know is what happens immediately after this interaction happens. Like, does it literally go on until, like, <laughs> you know, the, the bell rings, like... I imagine that most people have a some sort of school bell type thing that saves them from, from awkward interactions.
0: Saved by the bell, I mean Slater. Um, <laughs> Screech. Screech. Yeah. They all come in and uh, physically remove you from the premises to save you from the so situation. Slater
1: could definitely help. I'm not sure that... Uh, Screech gets the feet. They're, okay, man. okay. You can get one foot and maybe Zach gets the other. Yeah, yeah. Okay quiz time what are the other we, ones? we
0: have now exhausted officially my saved by the bell knowledge <laughs> okay
1: uh i think there was lisa and then there was kelly okay um and i think which one was the one that was in showgirls i mean tori hmm. spelling is a name so i i don't know whether it's her name from the show or if that's her real name but tori tori yeah. spelling is accurate But to which question, I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, I think...
1: Yeah, no, now we can play
0: like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's who the fuck was in Saved by the Bell?
1: (laughs) Uh, Mr. Belding.
0: Mr. Belding, that's an Uh actor that was in Saved by the Bell. I think think that was who played Kelly, actually.
1: No, no, Mr. Belding, the principal. Mr. Belding, the principal? Yeah, is that not... not- have I out have I overstepped? Have I outkicked my coverage on this one?
0: Have I outkicked my coverage on this one?
1: Oh my god, you're doing it and I didn't notice and it was just <laughs> making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: Oh, this is like the best tool. Uh, I didn't know this
1: was a thing that people could do to each other. This is
0: twice that I've broken your trust in one
1: episode. (laughs) See, in the same fucking episode, you were just destroying all of our our social safety. Wait, that's that's a different thing. Um... (laughs) Frank, you can't play that. That's copyrighted music. (laughs) I will not get sued. (laughs) But, you know, there is like the... I think they call it like the six and six method, where... If you haven't used it in six months and you don't see yourself using it again for another six months, this does not apply to EpiPens, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it must be said that I'm not life- need this, <laughs> life-saving medication does not count. But no, like, you know, I would goof up the dishes and she's like... Let me show you how to do them right. It and it, it, it's not it's not a, a negative thing. It's it's just a here's ha- here's how you're supposed to do it because you obviously have no clue how to do anything that pertains <laughs> to household chores. And and she was absolutely right. Take now, notes, you know, dum dum.
0: Let's do this again. <laughs> you rinsed the dishes
1: before you
0: put them in the dishwasher.
1: And see, that's why we're still married, because I didn't do what you just did. <laughs> she might have, like, it's like, okay, here's how to wash the knives. And then if I had done that and I had repeated back everything she said, but slower and more inquisitively. You would have worn uh, the knives. Yes, exactly. I would have I would have become a human pincushion. That's too much decorative so. handles. <laughs> No, sir, I did not stab him. I festooned him <laughs> with knife handles.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we have now definitively proven that if offered a free car, you're going to have to buy a new car, because that's the only way to keep
1: <laughs> to keep from having gross things touch your butt. <laughs> See, that, that actually calls into question a lot of things, because, you know, when I think about a used car, all I'm thinking about is, has it been in a wreck? Has it had water damage? You know, have they uh, properly maintained the engine? Uh, yeah, there's well, some shit that doesn't show up on the car Carfax, now that I'm thinking about it. There's, there's some glaring <laughs> loopholes here. <laughs> the amount of, uh, of bodily fluids that have been allowed to seep <laughs> into various nooks and crannies in the car. Oh god! I want a I want a measure of the uh non car related particulate matter in the vehicle.
0: <laughs> Alright. So I'm got a new company and okay. uh we're gonna we're gonna plug the hole uh and all we gotta do is we just take the Carfax logo and replace that second A with a U.
1: <laughs> See I when when you started talking, I, I was like, I think I know where he's going with this. I'm just gonna watch it happen because Now it's I beautiful.
0: gotta I gotta see <laughs> if let's see what, what we get. Ww Wait Frank,
1: no Frank no <laughs> No Frank. Oh god. He's he's been lost. He's been lost to the internet. Derek, I have seen things. <laughs> i have seen
0: things (laughs) i stared into the void and the void stared back into me oh god oh never disable safe search (laughs) the only other time i have been as comfortable i literally got stuck in the server room that was in the process of being decommissioned, oh. Oh. and so like there was maybe two racks of servers that had been right. you know downsized from an entire room, like Roomful. a gigantic room, yeah, and, and it had been downsized to like two two little racks of uh, of servers. So but you're getting still all the cooling, all the
1: airflow. And none of the heat from the servers.
0: Exactly, and it was it was like sixty three degrees in that room all the time. <laughs> and they were like, "Are you sure you don't like? We could maybe get a desk in the hall." And I'm like,
1: "No, nah, <laughs> fuck <I'm> that. Fine." <laughs> for for uh, our listeners that don't know, uh, servers are generally kept in this big room uh, that has the coolest shit ever uh, as far as a cooling system because it's kept very cold and the air actually literally comes from the floor like there are little holes all through the floor and the air just blows up and you can feel it like if you're you know a couple feet off the floor and you hold out your hand you can actually feel the air coming up it's like so it's like you know,
0: being on a gigantic air hockey mat right exactly it's fucking beautiful
1: and it is wonderful because for us portly fellows you know i would love to go you know i, I used to love having to go down to the server room to check on a server or, you know, talk to the, uh, the guys, uh, in that department, because that meant that I got to go to the the coolest room in the building, like <laughs> second only to like the milk refrigerator, <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe that was colder, but everything else was just, you know, everything else in the, in the, the whole complex was 70 degrees, 75 degrees, uh, more likely 75 degrees cause they don't like to pay for, Air conditioning as much, but uh but yeah, then you go to the server room and it's a a solid like sixty sec you know sixty six sixty seven it was splendid,
0: yep, got the undercarriage all cool <laughs> now um... they
1: did not like it when I showed up in a Marilyn Monroe dress <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you just popped in.
1: happy birthday mr president hey boys (laughs) (laughs) it was also a bad choice on my part very tasteless to also go commando that day yeah um i did not plan ahead but you know you know variety and spontaneity is a spice of life
0: yeah and and it's always (laughs) fine to do the bugs bunny like
1: yeah although uh having them uh dock my pay for the uh the p t s d counseling they had to do for the rest of the server <laughs> room guys uh I probably would would make a different choice if I had to go back and do it again uh you know me anytime somebody like <laughs> makes a reference that could be the part of a lyric of any <laughs> song that's ever been created, I go off into you know it becomes a karaoke bar in the middle of the meeting and you
0: know that that we would do that on purpose too right like that was a Look, thing people I... were doing in meetings they were like let's toss out half a half a set of lyrics to a song and see if uh, we can make derek break into song
1: <laughs> i mean i'm not mad at that that's fine <laughs> that just means that you wanted the the sweet tones of my voice to to serenade you and the dulcet tones I... of derek. yeah i can't be mad at that
0: Well, most recently, I was on a couple of conference calls that didn't get started right away because we were waiting for people, and I amused Uh myself by creating my own hold music. I just started routing like, (laughs) "Uh "Aha, take on me, in to everyone else. Nice. It, you know, it amused me. I had like a whole playlist of, of, uh, you know, chills,
1: hold music tunes.
0: Of the '80s,
1: <laughs> you uh, were playing, uh, you know, acting out your fantasy of being DJ Feastman for a exactly.
0: while. Exactly, DJ Feastman was <laughs> in the house spinning, <laughs> spinning some of those dope cassettes from the late ni- uh, late '80s and early '90s.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying the market's out there for that, but I'm glad you get to get a little bi- a little piece of your happiness on those bad meetings. <laughs> How can I convince my boss that using Comic Sans font for all internal and external communication is a bad idea? He's asking for concrete, specific reasons, and I'm having trouble articulating any. It's kind of just a gut thing, and that is by Kobe Altman, or Cobb Yaltman.
0: Cobb Yaltman.
1: (laughs) Cobb Yaltman. Cobb Yaltman, we feel your pain. Esquire. Esquire. (laughs) I think I
0: know there's probably several graphic designers out there that would uh, just douse
1: themselves in gasoline and set themselves on fire. I think that's the only recourse uh, for some people that feel so passionate about their craft. But (laughs) this is this is not a good thing. There's there's nothing you can do to tell them that Comic Sans is not the right font. The Uh, unironic use
0: of Comic Sans is a war crime at this point in history. (laughs)
1: It it clearly is written in the uh, the Geneva Convention. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's just, I I don't, it's almost to the point that I don't know if I believe it, but I have to believe it because <laughs> I know that the world is a sad enough place that this has to be true. Right. Like, there's somebody and out or not, there who's like, just like, I really like Comic Sans. I think I should set it as my font
1: for all communique. It's hard to tell why somebody's using it, because if if somebody looks at Comic Sans and it just makes them happy, like, if, if they just look at it and they, you know, all those bad business emails where they're delivering bad news, like, they can think, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm typing a delightful joke or something, because that's what this font normally represents. Like, if it makes them happy to use it, I know I, personally, uh, maybe you feel differently, I would feel a little bit bad at, like, kind of crushing their spirit. I Uh, wouldn't. I mean, (laughs) this person sounds
0: like a remake of American Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) He,
1: He hands you his business card, and you're like, my God. Look at that, look at that 12-point comic's hands.
0: Like, this is the kind of person that, you know, they just hand their business card over and it is the unfilmed season of Hannibal, is what <laughs> Maz Mikkelsen does to this person over the course of 12 oh. episodes.
1: I can't imagine any... Time when even, ironically, I would be okay with somebody using Comic Sans. It's so
0: bad at this point, I don't think one can ironically use Comic Sans. Like, I think we're to the point in history where it is the ironic use of Helvetica that is the (laughs) double backflip Comic Sans-esque ironic font choice for passive-aggressive notes. Like... This is just so established fact. (laughs) Gravitational theory. (laughs) The earth rotates around the sun and is a sphere and you don't use comic sans, (laughs) which which is to suggest, because I know that there's those flat earth assholes out there.
1: (laughs) I was hoping I was hoping so all their fucking literature is probably
0: written in comic sans.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, I want to believe that. I want to believe that whatever whatever holy text that the Flat Earthers have <laughs> managed to uh, to produce is all written in yes, Comic Sans. Yes, the Flat Earth
0: Bible is written oh. completely in Comic Sans. This is now uh, <laughs> no. fact. This is truth. It is out in the world, and it cannot be retracted. <music> You know, there's the Um, whole a million monkeys with a million typewriters for a million years will eventually produce all the works of uh, Shakespeare. I think this is that they had hoped to install Comic Sans on enough computers that eventually just mankind would collectively accidentally (laughs) write the Necronomicon, (laughs) which must be written in Comic Sans to bring about the end times.
1: Obviously obviously uh you know we we talk about uh you know these these elder languages that you know nobody can read and nobody can speak and things like that and really it's not that they can't it's just that they refuse to because it's all written in comic sans and and until you know the recent times until like <laughs> the late 80s early 90s uh microsoft hadn't given it a yeah, name yet that, that's what it but, was
0: that was but, what they what lovecraft see, was somebody... referring to when he you know said things that man was not meant to know <laughs>
1: The Elder God's Speech, the reason that we can't uh, understand it is because it's actually the, the audible version of Comic yep. Sans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: That's why their names should never be spoken, because that would be another use of Exa- Comic Sans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named the unspeakable ones. Oh. Hey, hey.
1: Hello. Can you hear me? I'm in (laughs) California Dreaming about Who we used to be (laughs) Well done That's the other one that just Pops into my head all the time Look man, this is my whole damn life It is just me trying to Restrain myself from turning Shit into a fucking riff off from Pitch Perfect Like that that (laughs) (laughs) That is literally My whole life like anytime I hear something oh. that could be construed as a song lyric, immediately my gut, my mind goes there. So if you think that I, I'm ever giving you a blank look, it's that I'm I'm trying to process what you're saying while fighting the urge to break out into song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk today in the Daily Standup about the smash hit toy of nineteen ninety two. Jesus known Christ. as Earring magic ken. I will send you uh a link. Holy so you...
1: shit, he's in a boy band. Yes, Holy he shit. Is.
0: <laughs> so oh. here's here's the thing. This was like the best selling Ken doll that they have ever produced, and we will we will preamble up into the reason why. Okay. So apparently in the early nineties. Ken was not selling very well, and their focus groups with girls suggested that Ken was not cool enough. I mean, I get it. You know, the focus groups that suggested that Ken needed to be cool, and so they sent (laughs) out some folks to research what was cool. In doing this research on what was cool, they sent some people into the rave scene of the early 90s.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: Well, the rave scene of the early nineties was populated very heavily by gay men. Like his his outfit apparently is like off the rack nineteen ninety <laughs> gay rave club couture. Now if you wow. will look hanging around uh earring magic Ken's neck, uh-huh. You will see a, a large silver ring. Uh-huh. So this was something that they saw people wearing. Oh, no.
1: Is that supposed to be a cock
0: ring? Yes, it (laughs) is. No.
1: (laughs) If there's an accessory, you ask
0: what it is. Holy shit. (laughs) They just saw all these stylish guys wearing these chromed rings. And he's even got some extra ones on uh, on his little vest there. I mean, just in case your buddy forgets his, I suppose. And and I I think they were they had intended these to be like places that you could attach charms and things like that, like the earring uh-huh. magic uh you know, part of this. But he was the best selling Ken doll ever produced because when it landed Oh all the gay guys were like, Holy shit, they made a <laughs> gay ken.
1: They made one for us. Oh, holy (laughs) shit. And so
0: apparently he flew off the shelves. And of course they, (laughs) you know, they walked it back and almost immediately discontinued uh, Cockring Ken here.
1: (laughs) Cockring Ken!
0: (laughs) But the damage was kind
1: of done. Yeah, that you cannot close that box after you open it. I'm just curious, how the fuck did this come up, Frank? (laughs) Like...
0: I don't what, even remember What like, corner I've, of the
1: internet did you have to traipse through to get this stuck on your shoe? Like, I know some weird
0: <laughs> fucking people, Derek.
1: I mean, I mean I'm
0: I uh, I understand. I get there's it. a reason for private browser windows. <laughs> Where we're going, they don't have any roads.
1: <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need cookies. <laughs>
0: And see the good thing about this is now you know about the earring magic kin, but it is I who have now downloaded an entire encyclopedia to my brain of uh <laughs> random factoids and shit about early nineteen nineties gay culture. Like right. not that. you to ever... you're have to
1: pepper that in occasionally.
0: I I don't know how or where. Like I don't know <laughs> at what point 25-year-old gay uh, memes are going to be in any way
1: useful to anyone. The topic for the Deep Dive today is food thieves that just go into the fridge and just start rifling around and steal your fucking food. Those thugs. Uh, If I bring food to the office, it's for one of two things. It's either... I found, you know, I had leftovers that were so good that I couldn't leave them at home and and risk, you know, them not being there when I got home. I wanted to be the one to consume them. Or I'm on a diet and, you know, just any old food around, you know, from restaurants and whatnot will not do. So if I bring my food, you bet your ass I'm planning on eating it. And uh, a significant portion of my day is is spent... Uh, thinking about it or planning for it or something. Derek, Lo and behold.
0: I've, I've seen your uh, on a diet meals. Uh-huh. And I don't know who would steal those. I understand. Like, <laughs> I've seen that. You you were horking down like 75 cubic inches of plain brown rice and 16, you know, grilled
1: chicken breasts completely yeah, there, naked there was... and
0: without flavor.
1: Yeah, there was a bit of time where I was dialing it in a little bit and went a little too far in one extreme. And the first couple of weeks of this diet, uh, I thought I thought y'all were going to have to just wheel me to the <laughs> to the ER because that was far too much food for a human to consume. Um, even though it was diet food, like that was that was on my meal plan. But for some reason or another, I did not think about the fact that like literal three and a half pounds of food for lunch is probably not, not functionally good, but (laughs) there have been occasions where I'd go in there expecting there to be two hot pockets and find a lone solo hot pocket where someone else has, has grifted, (laughs) <laughs> the other what Hot Pocket
0: low-down, no-good, yellow-bellied Son-of-a-bitch done <laughs> ate my second Hot Pocket
1: <laughs> uh, I, actually, I actually found out who stole that one And, uh, yeah, I, I was not surprised I was like, you know, I knew you were a prick before But now you're a Hot Pocket-stealing prick That's just a different flavor of the same thing, I suppose yeah, That's um, a firing offense I think so <laughs> Do you have any good fixes for this, Derek? In my throes of agony over the uh, the missing hot pocket, you know there are some fairly detailed plans the the first of which, which I think is um, probably the least abrasive version, is to put something in there that doesn't taste good. you know, put something in there that will just... Make them go. Ooh, this is gross. Maybe some of that uh, that spray that you can spray on furniture to keep dogs from licking it. Um, <laughs> just like just like put some stuff in there. The only problem with that is that I feel that uh, I feel that people would just think you're a bad cook. So only put that on stuff that's already pre prepared, like hot pockets and stuff like that. That would be fine. So. I could
0: see, like, for me, I could, like, go in there and I'd see myself maybe, like, absolutely just fucking up that pizza with uh-huh. insane levels of hot sauce. Right. Like, just some of that uh, some of that unconscionably
1: hot, hot sauce. That was going to be step two. Uh, step two is, you know, something in there that, you know, humans are not meant to consume. You know, ghost pepper, Carolina Reaper pepper... Things that no longer are actually food products—they are not food additives. They are are just literal pain incarnate. That is Chip, what... where,
0: where you're putting together your lunch with like a face mask and a lead apron <laughs> and an eyedropper, just <laughs> shaking hand, holding it out. One drop <laughs> hits it, and then quickly you slam the lid down
1: on it. You can't let the mushroom cloud that comes out escape. Like it's important that you that you keep that contained. Or else, uh, you know, I mean, it could cause you know bodily harm, but that's really where most of the flavor is in that little mushroom cloud that comes off of it.
0: Yeah, no, that that's the mushroom cloud of flavor, right? But yeah, I would definitely want to use some hot sauce that would involve like they take one bite of it. Oh, Fortuna starts playing loudly in the
1: background <laughs> as they make a mad dash for the restroom. So that that is that is definitely one that I think I, I think it would bode well if like you you stood around. And kind of st- st- you know staked out the place to to watch it happen, um, because you know that would be hilarious to see, and that's going to be that's going to produce some pretty immediate results. Now, uh, the third option, and I will preface this: I, I should have prefaced this from from the fucking get go. Uh, none of this is actual advice, and if you do this, like this is probably HR violations, and like we've got you know, two two warnings at the front <laughs> of this show. <laughs> Okay, good. Uh we are we are double double covered as far as this goes. The third option is laxative. That's that's a serious thing like messing with people's innards like that's not normally something that <laughs> that I want to 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 happen in the workplace. I don't want anything that I do to cause like some sort of physical distress on somebody else. Yeah, this is uh this is not something I would recommend as a first offense, but
0: See, my other flip is the old canard of putting the laxative in there. Like that's a known quantity; people, mm-hmm. people know about that one. I'm thinking, what if you spike that shit over a long period of time with a modium? Okay, like I just I give them the constipations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're going in the opposite direction. It's the opposite direction. It's a slow burn. Ooh, ooh. Let's see, I-, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh- <laughs> Because, because Frank, let's be a little blue here. Regularity is something to be prized and and to take that away from another human being with a uh, working, well-balanced flora and fauna of the gut that that really sounds like a much deeper crime than than making things work a little more quickly. So You
0: you do this, and then you just walk by Janet's desk every day, slowly and pointedly eating an Activia. She's got no idea why. (laughs) Just that apparently you really like that yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) These are the stories
1: of the food crimes unit. Man, I would watch the FCU. Holy shit. No, for real. Oh my god. Man, that would be fantastic. Like basically like you, you just go in there and you see the uh the corner around like uh an empty uh hamburger wrapper on the floor. They're <laughs> like drawing chalk around it.
0: <laughs> All right, the detective's name has got to be Sunday.
1: Oh my god. That would be so fantastic.
0: Well, if if the whole podcasting thing doesn't work out, maybe I'll get into uh, television writing. I'll uh, I'll pitch a pilot for
1: uh, the Food Crimes Unit. And I'd really appreciate that because here's the thing. Uh there are a few things that make me like just really bummed when I when I think of that, about them knowing that they don't exist. This may be like the most prominent one. I want Law and Order FCU. Like <laughs> Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dick Wolf just sadly <laughs> signing his name to the end of this. <laughs> Who the fuck other than a gigantic weeb is going to be like, Man, what I want to do is use the mall katana to cut my wedding cake. Oh my God. See, I like, mean. You would have to have a disclaimer in the fucking <laughs> notes for the. Like, the RSVP that goes out for the wedding, the invitations all say, by the way, I'm going to be using my family's heirloom katana that my grandfather brat- brought back from the war <laughs> so that no one shows up to the wedding and is like. Okay, which one of these is such a gigantic fucking nerd that they decided they (laughs) wanted to cut the wedding cake with a goddamn mall sword?
1: Yeah, that seems like something you definitely need to put on the save the date stationery. Like, (laughs) that needs to be front and fucking center. That's a good point. Like, did they have, like, some sort of, like, uh, I don't know, a slideshow or something or some sort of, like, provenance uh, reading before they did this to, to prove that they were not just like like you said, just like fucking weebs that they, <laughs> they wanted to karate chop the, the cake with a sword. Oh my god. See the, They the, the, had the... a
0: slideshow beforehand, but it was actually just black and white stills from Kill Bill too. <laughs> they they may recognize
1: Uma Thurman. Your grandfather was David Carradine. <laughs> oh. Uh there are bigger problems. <laughs> your grandpa being david Carradine, he went out in a rather undignified way so probably not best
0: all he gets anymore (laughs) that's that's just like i don't know how i'm gonna go out but i just hope that i don't go out in flagrante de horriblecto (laughs) with just like they come in and they're like holy shit is he he is I don't even think I could get my leg into that position. <laughs> and that is for, like, whatever else that I did with my life, that's the last thing anybody ever knows about me. Like, you bring me up and it's like, Frank Eastman, oh yeah, that guy who died, insert
1: terrible, horrible but thing. But I mean, that, that's just the shit, isn't it? Like, that—that's just, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like, there are a lot of people. Like, it doesn't matter... Who you are, like, if you have any amount of fame, like, unless you just, like, died quietly at home, people will remember how you died.
0: No, I mean, like, yeah, I guess to some extent when you talk about people who passed away who were famous, uh, you know, how they died tends to come up a lot. But at the same time, I'm sure even then I would probably be the big bopper. (laughs) You know, I'm the other guy that died
1: in the right. plane crash. I, and I, I honestly, if that's like the most lurid tale that people have to tell about me, I think I did OK. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, to go in some precarious position <laughs> like, oh, God, he he died doing what he loved. auto fellatio. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> he died as he lived. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be sure to speak at yes, the funeral. Yes, please. Write
1: my, my eulogy. Uh, you know what I would want. But as you said at the beginning, we're covered. Nobody should expect to punch mice. the clock. No. I'm going to keep interrupting you until you stop trying to punch the clock. How about that?
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> All right, Frank. Why don't you play us out?
0: No, Derek, I want to keep going. (laughs) It's time for a new segment on work-life and balance called And Another Thing.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about stuff
0: that pisses me off.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Frank, would you like to do the honors?
0: Well, uh, you usually do the outro.
1: Well, I haven't let you actually complete the punch the clock line. <laughs> oh, Somebody's got to okay, say. Let it. Me
0: see. Just a second. Let me let me get ready. Me 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 me.
1: What you got? Pollen. Uh, we all have plenty of that. Let's do something else.
0: I don't know. I figured we can talk about <laughs> the thing that is coating everything outside, what I lovingly refer to as the great seasonal. Tree bukkake.
1: <laughs> I knew we were to get into uh, to some sort of tree semen joke at some point. Um, Indeed. You know, it's unfortunate that pollen is not some sort of like intoxicating substance because you could just go do lines on your car all day. I and- would I would be
0: high as a kite twenty four seven for months on end if that were the case.
1: <sighs> Instead, they just. They just congest you and give you horrible sinus infections.
0: Oh geez. And to, to oh, every every day I wake up and it's like, Oh, gotta pop some allergy medication and even then I still sound very, very stuffed up like all the time. Yeah. Uh like we were outside uh watering
1: some plants. Why? Jesus uh, Christ. I, why were you outside?
0: I, yeah, it was it's terrible. Uh, certain individuals who will rename nameless uh, decided to take up gardening. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not even helping with it, really, but it's just <laughs> like I guess now I'm out here uh, to at least be like, you know, so that I can have conversations with those that are close to me. And, a yeah,
1: shit. Yeah, that's a plant.
0: Mm. Yep. Oh boy, that, that's green. The, the other one's green too. And that green one's green. Shit. Yeah, this is green as hell out here. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking, like, I walked outside and my thought was, this is probably the kind of shit that will kill us if we ever go to an alien planet. We'll be like, oh, this is fine. (laughs) And then there will be some sort of seasonal thing where it's like, oh, and now all the plants decide simultaneously to release some sort of terrible spore into the air and we all die. Which is right. probably, like, what would actually happen in the War of the Worlds sort of situation. The Martians land, they are taking us out, and then they just get really, really terrible allergies and die. <laughs> Mid-March, uh, that's that's when the alien invasion ends, because they all just, uh, <laughs> they get allergies and die.
1: I think it's the most recent remake of War of the Worlds. You know, it was just a virus that killed them. Like, the cold bug basically killed them. Um, right. That, or it could have certainly been... Uh, Tom Cruise's weird middle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that would have certainly uh, made me leave. Just, sure. just to look upon it is to is to decide that you need to leave this planet. <laughs> right. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have that option. But um, but Tom, given that does. option, it would be great
0: tom does i'm pretty sure he's high enough ranked at this point uh in scientology that he can he can leave for the stars whenever he wants or whatever the hell it is that you do when you get way up there in scientology
1: yeah he's got Xenu's beeper number call him whatever he wants i tried
0: um, to ask them you know how much for mind bullets when i was in hollywood uh <laughs> and and they did not find that as amusing as i did uh, while they wow. were preaching on the corner <laughs> So looking it up it seems that the top allergens right now are juniper maple and elm and i i would assume that yeah it is it is the conifers that are are just just blowing it all over the cars
1: <laughs> just just the entire spring is nothing but like one big trip to flavor town for all these trees
0: exactly it's it's <laughs> terrible i don't want to be a part of it i wish they would get a room <laughs>
1: Uh, they should teach some sort of modesty, because I would love for them to stop whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, or, okay, yeah. let me let me rephrase. I I know, like, biologically, that's not what we want. Like, we want them to make more trees, keep the whatever chemical balance of the ozone. We want them to keep doing that. But I want them to do it in the privacy of their own forest. Like, don't, don't jizz on the road.
0: That's the problem, is that... Quit jizzing on my car. Their inside <laughs> is our outside. Like, I guess we're... When we go outside, we're in their their bedroom.
1: Ooh. Oh. So that's another reason I don't like the outside. It's basically like a tree boudoir. Exactly.
0: They're all out there taking really, you know, scandalous (laughs) photographs.
1: See, I never thought about it that way. It's not like I really needed a whole lot of other reasons to not go outside, but that's definitely one of them. In the deep dive today, I wanted to talk about touchy topics at the office. That is, those topics that elicit passionate responses from even the tamest co-workers. See, I get what passionate are...
0: about meetings. Okay. That we should have more meetings. No one ever agrees with me.
1: I mean, that that's part of your religion, so I, I think it still falls in the same category.
0: Ah, but... uh, okay, so we're discussing religion at that point.
1: That makes sense. Right.
0: <laughs> it's just the psychology behind it is is fascinating, And I know how you can approach people to have a political conversation that will cause them to change their minds. Honestly, I just can't be fucked to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Like It's really time consuming and
1: involves a lot of emotional labor that I'm just not willing to put in. I mean, and I guess that kind of goes along with like your your general <laughs> general theme of uh, not really like putting time into your coworkers other than purely as stimulus to get them to do what you want. I so, put time
0: into all of my coworkers. That is that is my job.
1: Well, okay. Well, you you put time into your coworkers, but uh, you know it, the moment that somebody starts getting close to you, you know you push them away, and that's
0: true. Derek. That's really what. There's a that's really what there. all this
1: was about. This was this was just a ploy to get you to open up and you know become a hugger like me.
0: I don't I don't think there's any way that I can, Derek. That ship <laughs> sailed long ago. I've been hurt before. <laughs> People's self opinion is you know the most important thing that they have essentially, which is why it I is mean, that's so all diff- I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm a rich man in self-opinion. Right. <laughs> it's like, boy, if I could buy Apple with my self-opinion, I'd be in business. Um.
0: <laughs> I'd have a black turtleneck. I'd be the new Steve Jobs.
1: See, now I'm, now I'm imagining what you would look like in a black turtleneck, and that's somewhat terrifying. Uh, I, I think it, it would approach it like, some version of the Slender Man, but you know... <laughs> Not not the, the slender man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thick man. The thick man. That's
0: that's gonna be. Yep. That's uh. That's my next Halloween costume. I'm the thick okay. man.
1: I, I think that another option, uh, and one that I think is very effective at shutting down conversation, but it may not be conducive to the other over, overall health of the team is somebody, they're labeled the referee, and they have an air horn. And I was going <laughs> to say air horns. Anytime somebody starts to bring up one of these topics, they just, you know, it can start off as, you know, just like a short burst, like just enough to startle them and be like, oh, okay, that's right. Can't talk about those things. Uh, and, you know, as it gets worse, it's a cumulative effect. And, you know, the fourth or fifth time they do it, they just, they just lay into it until the thing's empty. You know, maybe that'll shut down a few meetings and, you know, maybe it can it can be abused. Uh, You know, somebody could just fake like they're talking about politics just so they can get out of a meeting. But by and large, I think it will shut down the the people who actually want to talk about politics, because, you know, most time when people are are that uh, passionate (laughs) about politics, they start yelling really loud. But I don't think they can out yell an air horn. I don't I, think so.
0: I think you're right. And I've immediately come around on this topic. <laughs> I'm a big believer in the air horn diplomacy methodology. And in, and I in think fact, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to have to have a couple in the bag so that when I just lean on it until it sputters out <sighs> and someone decides at that moment, it's like, oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah, now's the time to take the hill, then I just reach into the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this is certainly not a, uh, a single air horn thing. Like, you have to have a... There, there's a line item in the budget that is for air meeting horns. air horns. Gotta have yeah, these
0: these things aren't cheap. They're about fifteen uh
1: fifteen dollars a pop. I mean, I can see why, because I mean it's it's gotta be kind of expensive to you know, record somebody yelling for that long and you know, having whatever device they use to kind of capture that scream. It can't be cheap. Like it like what it, it gotta run on like what, like ectoplasm or something? How um, else would they capture, like, the screams of a living being?
0: I'm looking at it. It's pure concentrated evil. <laughs> uh, oh, so
1: they just kind of, like, they just kind of c- c- come up to you. They stick the, the <laughs> nozzle into your evil port and just kind of <laughs> skim a little <laughs> off the top. <laughs> no, I haven't seen your evil port, so I have a good, I- pretty very good idea. People, very <laughs> few people have seen the evil port. <laughs> no, you keep your your evil port. Very well hidden, Frank. (laughs) Thank you for that.
0: (laughs) As does everyone. Now, I've had situations where a friend of mine has gotten promoted over me, uh, like significantly Mm -hmm. over me, and, and into direct supervisory position, but those individuals, when it worked out, was, I think, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were really good at that, like they were, they were definitely good at being a management level person and we were able to have, you know, sort of a, a good working relationship, uh, and, and they right. knew and I knew, cause here's the thing. I, I tend to take a very, uh, servant leadership sort of position on things and that goes right. upstream too. And so, you know, more than once I would walk into the office and be like, Here are some problems. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, baby. I'm out. That's your (laughs) shit to deal with. Damn. Time for the Daily Stand-Up. Yay. So today, I wanted to talk about something near and dear to my heart as of approximately 10 minutes ago. Okay. Yogurt.
1: (laughs) Well, we... Look, okay... You've already talked about Activia, and I think that that's the only yogurt reference we need uh, for this, like, four or five block of episodes, so you may have to pick another one, I think. Well, how about... You know, no, 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 we'll, we'll give you a freebie. One pass. One free pass, so do your yogurt.
0: But I've had both. <laughs> uh, the cork okay. is is almost weird to me because it's not... It doesn't have that yogurt whang. You know, like that tangy uh, flavor that I mean, you had sort Frank, of discussed?
1: I prefer most of mine my, my yogurt to be wang-free. Uh, yeah. Just uh, in general.
0: <laughs> you stir your yogurt how you stir your yogurt. I'll stir mine how I stir mine. Uh, just make sure that I don't let you stir mine. <laughs> no dinner parties at my house. <laughs> And I, I really liked the skier, because uh, it had a little more of that yogurt sort of uh, flavor and consistency that I was it, it expecting from my yogurt.
1: It somewhat as yogurt.
0: Yeah, it, it was definitely like, if it showed up to the yogurt party, no one would be like, mm, no, you, get out. <laughs> Whereas the cork shows up to the party, and they're like, mm, you're spoonable, and you're a dairy product.
1: <laughs>
0: but you ain't yogurt friend.
1: I mean, typically, like, spoonability is uh, the main way that I get into most of my parties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, same here. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could get to my weight <laughs> without with being super discerning and only liking certain things. I'm sure that... You'd have you know, to try I'd,
0: real hard, though.
1: Right. I mean, I'd have to do, like, five pounds of chicken nuggets a day um, to, to keep up this glistening huge form (laughs) this
0: this orca like sleekness (laughs)
1: there we go i was actually searching my brain for the word orca like (laughs) (laughs) hence the uh the glistening uh preface (laughs) Um, so
0: having worked with me you know that sort of my general persona around the office is disappointed with your bullshit just (laughs) like that's that's my emotional level that's that's my general emotional level uh conference rooms are one of those things that can get me heated
1: (laughs) that is intentional like that's not even like a one-time let me do this because it's necessary this is like fuck this guy he's not important his team isn't important i'm gonna do what i feel like doing Wow yeah.
0: and then those people I just mark uh, to slowly politically destroy over the course of years.
1: <laughs> Having those conference room schedules that are concrete and that, that are you know respected by everybody like those are very important to me. And for one particular reason that we've talked about before, uh, I'm a little bit <laughs> a little bit anxious <laughs> as a person and for me to like, when I walk into a conference room that I expect to be empty, I go in with confidence. Like I just grab the handle, walk in and I'm like three steps in before I really <laughs> take stock of my surroundings and realize that there are people in there. At that point, if I walk into a conference room that's supposed to be scheduled for us and people are in it, I look around the room, make eye contact. And then, then there's just like a derrick shaped hole through the wall. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just exit the floor like like there's somebody else will have to figure out the politics because at that point I am you know, partially mortified and I am I am fucking gone so
0: <laughs> just pull the carpet back over yourself on your way through huh
1: <laughs> just it's like okay that's that's enough peopling for today I'm done <laughs>
0: Uh, right. If I go in there and, you know, like, the only time that it's difficult is, again, as I said, when I go in there and they're 20 minutes into a meeting and the lights are off and there's 20 people in there and they've got something up on the screen, it's a little difficult for me to to politely, uh, in a business context, like, flip on the light and be, get out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Whereas if if we show up at the same time that they've shown up or within a couple minutes of each other, like, I don't mind. They can have everybody in the room and they're starting to set up equipment. If I book the room and I know for a fact that I've got the room booked, I'll be like, oh, hey, sorry, guys. We've got this room booked. And I'll I'll let them all just, you know, stare daggers at me as they collect their shit and shuffle out of the room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have seen that before. They know what they did. They do. They do. And just the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the chastised look on their face is, is just priceless.
0: <laughs> I sometimes sneeze at work. Someone invariably says, bless you. This bothers me. No one could believe my spirit is violently escaping my body via a burst of air and nasal juice and are simply making a comment they believe is polite. This alone I could abide, but to then expect me to thank them is a bridge too far. What can I do to not seem rude while still not thanking them for their preconditioned, empty sentiment? Sent in by far too blessed in Behem. Hmm. I mean, I-, I wonder if they would feel better if, like, they sneezed and I responded with fuck you or <laughs> like a chew, hope you die. Uh you
1: is it contagious? <laughs> I, that's always my first question. Uh, although, after our last episode and the uh, the depths to which we talked about pollen, uh, now when somebody sneezes, I say, I see you've been t- to the conifer bukkake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm thinking if I know this person, I'm going to carry around a little jar, and uh, just like a regular mason jar, but on the outside of it, I'll have a label that says spirit jar. And every time they sneeze, I'll just like snap it closed real quick and start screwing on the lid and be like, I've got it now, motherfucker. You're not getting
1: away this time. Yep. I would be perfectly happy with this dying permanently. And here's why. Because uh, for the second time this episode, we're going to mention my anxiety. So when somebody makes a noise that sounds like a sneeze, my brain goes into overdrive and basically, falls down the spiral of like, <laughs> was that a sneeze? Wait, it didn't really sound like a sneeze. Like they didn't really like, you know, make the body motions for a sneeze. But I mean, it certainly sounded like a sneeze. What if it was a cough? If it was a cough, I say, bless you. Am I going to be an asshole? Like it just goes into this spiral. <laughs> so like a minute passes, and I finally resolve that it was a sneeze, and I'm like, bless you. <laughs> they just like look, look like what for, for what?
0: Six oh. years later. You send them a card that just says, bless you. <laughs> bless you.
1: <laughs> but occasionally when I sneeze in the office, like sometimes I'll have that, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm checking up to see how, how much people like me <laughs> and how blessed they feel I should be. <laughs> because, you know, I'll sneeze and then I'll kind of listen for a second. You know, I'll have that, that stupid moment where it's like, oh, nobody felt like acknowledging it. They don't care about me. And and just then just from like, a couple
0: cubes over, it's like, fuck you, you needy git. <laughs>
1: no, so I do have that moment of weakness where my, my self-worth is tied up in whether or not somebody responds to my bodily functions. <laughs> <laughs> because responding positively is not something that normally happens to things that that my body creates. Um, so I'll take it wherever I can get it. Problems with coworkers' blog. A co-worker of mine managed to fracture her hand at my work. Don't ask me how. We worked technical support for a large communications company over a month and a half ago. She maintains a page on MySpace. Ooh, that's... I thought this one was recent. Is MySpace, is MySpace still around? I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but go on. And updates it regularly. I'm a friend of hers on the website... And about two weeks ago, I noticed the picture section of her page, she had nothing but images of her having a good time with her friends, drinking, and basically enjoying her time off. Now, of course, no one says she has to spend her disability time in her home doing nothing, uh, but it does irk me to see this. What disturbs me is the fact that in her blog, she's posted several times that she is currently looking for a job, but plans to use up all her short-term disability from the company we both work for before leaving What should I do? Nothing? Or should I inform my boss? Hmm. Okay, there's a couple things to unpack in here. First of all, that's straight up, like, disability fraud.
0: (laughs) 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 There's that. Like, it is actively, uh, I believe, a crime. But my counterpoint to that, Derek, is snitches get stitches.
1: I I say that all the time. It's, It's the mantra when I wake up in the morning.
0: I mean, I've got it tattooed on the back of my neck. So,
1: (laughs) so it's not exactly useful, but it does actually encourage the people behind you who witnessed you doing a crime. It it encourages them not to snitch because they'd be worried about getting stitches.
0: You can't, you can't have that on
1: the front because, you know, you can already see them. (laughs) But but what if the people that witness you committing a crime are in front of you? So you need to tattoo it on your forehead, which is it. it, it, That's really what needs to happen.
0: Uh, I think that'll be a good look. So, <laughs> so I think what we're missing is the actual crime here. Okay. And that is someone still using MySpace. And not just <laughs> not just someone, but two someones. Um, so the moral of this story is that anybody utilizing MySpace is uh exactly the same as obscure dying. Uh, religious groups in America.
1: I can definitely get behind that. So
0: so that puts a wrinkle in things because if this is the last two people on MySpace, <laughs> she can't really... She can't really narc on this other person that's using MySpace because then that person's going to shut down their MySpace account and she will literally have no one else to be social media buddies with.
1: That would be very dangerous, uh, I feel, because if they haven't made the transition to Facebook... And connected with them on the Facebook, I, I worry about well, multiple things. But I worry that maybe their their friendship is only persisted because of the the weird digital matter that makes up MySpace. That's the only medium in which it can exist. So if if MySpace goes away, and I think it's like one of those I forget what game it was, but there's an old game where they left the servers on as long as there were players logged in, and as soon as everybody logged off they would completely shut down the servers. These may be the last two people in MySpace. And as soon as they you know, go like a couple days without logging in, <laughs> then they'll literally just delete MySpace.
0: There's, um, there's one person left working at MySpace and their only he's job praying. is praying.
1: <laughs> he's praying for the sweet release of death yeah, <laughs> so that he can, he can uh, achieve his final rest.
0: It's like Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Like, it's just him and the servers. He's several thousand years old at this point. And and he is just, he is animated only by this website. Uh, Once once he can flip the switch on the website, he will crumble into dust. This has been the Work-Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.